Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Hello and welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple, the podcast that's all about taking the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I am your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital, joined by the one, the only, Dan, where the heck am I, Kruger? I'm in Hollywood. That's where I am. I am on a set. There are lights, there are cameras, there are really good mics. I'm sure I'm crystal clear. Let me just ask a question for our podcast audience because- you know, presumably they're listening to us right now. They're not looking at us, so they don't have any clue what we're talking well, I'm about. Sure we sound so let me just ask you: than we did before. Exactly. Do we sound good? Do we sound better as you're on the treadmill or driving to work or whatever you're doing, pontificating about real estate? I hope so, because we have today is the inaugural voyage of our brand new podcast studio, and it's very exciting for both uh, Dan and I. We have better mics, we have better cameras, a pretty cool little setup here. I don't know if we're any better, but all the equipment is way good. You do not expect higher quality output from from (laughs) us, just nicer video. So if you want to watch the video, go check it out on YouTube. Come see what we're talking about. It's pretty cool. We we partnered with a local fella here, uh, Ryan Grams of Call Upgrade to create this amazing podcast studio. And it's it's pretty stellar. Uh, So hopefully you guys enjoy the upgraded call quality quality. Quality? Uh, I don't know what you're trying to say, but I think you're trying to work in his brand there. I was trying to give him a plug. We got to give this guy a shout out because the reason we sound and look, well, I don't say we look amazing, but the video quality is amazing is because of the Rockstar Ryan Grimes. So we got to check He did a fantastic job. Call upgrade, uh, search room on Instagram, LinkedIn, all the things. Yep. So go check him out. Now, if you're listening to this, you're probably like, wait a minute, I tuned in to listen to a real estate podcast and now these guys are just talking about sound quality and video. Like, I don't care. Just give me, give me the goods on real estate. But before we get that, before we get to the real estate, Dan, you know what time it is? Mm. Do you know, actually, do you know what time it is? You're not wearing a watch. No, I never wear watches. And honestly, you've been here all day. I'm not entirely sure. Well, let me inform you what time it is. It is bad investing advice of the week time. Favorites. I'm horrible at investing. I have tons of bad. It's true. He's not very good, but (laughs) He's failing forward, and that's that's key to life. So, Dan, what's your bad advice this week? My bad advice is going to be uh, – I always struggle with how to word these things, right? Because I've got all these ideas in my head, and it's kind of complex. But, like, how do I distill it down to one piece of bad investing advice? And that is uh, stick to your investment parameters. That's not a that's bad weird. piece of advice. That, right? Wait. That's good advice. That's Are you telling me that's bad advice now? Well – I wrote that in a book. <laughs> We got to do a second edition. Okay. So everybody, if you already went out there and picked up passive investing made simple, throw it in the garbage. It's garbage. You don't want to read it. I'm going to have a second edition coming out some point. So thanks, Dan. 
You're welcome. Okay, tell me, set me straight. How, right. how is this advice bad? Sticking to your investing parameters, that seems like a good idea. It is a good idea, but that's, the problem is some people have static investment parameters, right? Mm. And they don't change. So the market dynamics can change, the world can change, mm. and if you are sticking to your rules of thumb, and I'm talking specifically about you know underwriting on, on deals like ours, if you've got your, you know, your fixed uh, vacancy assumptions, if you've got your fixed cap rate assumptions, if you've got your fixed, um, specifically what I was thinking about when I said this, your, your fixed inflation assumptions, when we're looking at ex- expense inflation, that's something that I've been doing a lot differently lately, because I don't know if anyone's noticed, we've been printing a lot of money lately. And so mm-hmm. that standard 2% that people have built into their models needs to be changed. Yep. I know the Fed saying it's transitory and all that stuff, but what I mean when I say is, you know, don't stick to your investment parameters, I'm, I'm saying don't get too stuck on these little rules of thumb that people have. Mm-hmm. Right? Be ready to pivot, be aware of what's happening on the macro level, zoom out and change your, your, your investing philosophy to match the market that you're in. I actually do agree with this. And we talked about this a long time ago, which was, it's like playing football, which I know you do a lot of. Dan Every plays day. a lot of the pigskin. He throws it everywhere. I uh, can't get it out of his out of his hands. It's crazy, but it's like if you were playing football and then the the league comes out and they decide to change some rules and they're like, you can no longer do this or do that other thing, right? You, the, the game has changed. The rules have changed, and so you yeah. should update your playbook. If you're going by the same plays when the rules are outdated, well, you're not pivoting. You're not adapting. And really, at the end of the day, there's a Charles Darwin quote. It's a falsely attributed one. He didn't actually say this, but it's something that I think is so on point that I'm going to give him credit for it anyways. It is, he said, well, he didn't say, that it is not the strongest that survives. It's not even the smartest. It is the species most able to adapt so who said that then I did just now beautiful me quoting Charles Darwin quoting Dwight Schrute probably (laughs) (laughs) you know Dwight Schrute has had some of the most profound philosophical statements one of the one of the clearest thinkers of the 21st century no doubt okay so let's get to the let's get to the meat and potatoes of today's episode today we want to talk about something kind of interesting it's something that we've been thinking about a lot recently which is who do we serve at Invictus Capital? You might be familiar with what we do generally as apartment syndicators. So that means we go out there. If this is the first time you're ever listening to us and you're like, I have no clue what that means. Let me just give you the rundown. We go out and we buy apartment buildings here in the Twin Cities. We have an in-house property management team that goes and operates these assets. And we buy these assets by partnering with passive investors. People who just put money in, we go buy these buildings and everybody profits. It's great. So the question is, who do we really serve as our investor avatar or prototype? Mm -hmm. And this is going to be an interesting conversation. It might be illuminating for a lot of people who are listening to us. Maybe you've listened to a lot of our episodes to see how we think through who we believe we are best suited to serve. Yeah. And it it was illuminating for us too, because this is a new kind of realization that we had because we were kind of operating similar to like my bad investing advice. We were kind of locked into this kind of preconceived or, 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 you know, this assumption that we had in the past. Mm -hmm. We're like, okay, this is, these are, you know, our main people that, that come to us through, you know, uh, the investing piece of things. So we're not really talking about who we serve on the property management side. We're, we're really today we're talking about the investors. The investors. Side. We're those investors that work with us. And you know, early on we formed some assumptions about what you know who we thought they were based on who we were having experience with. Um, but then when we sat down and really looked at uh, everyone that we've worked with and we talked about it, we kind of came to a realization that actually 
there's there's a really big uh, you know demographic or, or, or avatar whatever you want to call them uh, that has been consistently showing up. We've had a lot of consistent types of people show mm-hmm. up. There was one in particular that when we noticed it, we're like, wow, that uh, that's really good to know. But also, uh, that's us. Right? It's, it's, it is us. Connection. Yeah, uh, it was super cool. It, and it's fascinating. I think a lot of syndicators in the space they'll say things like, "We help busy professionals generate." wealth and passive income. They'll say something vague like that. We're busy professionals like lawyers, CPAs, doctors, high net worth individuals. And that's not very descriptive. It's not very helpful of like who actually do you serve? And for us recently, we had the revelation as we looked through all the investors, we've almost served a hundred investors at this point. Do you realize that? Yeah. It's really crazy. We've, we've served almost a hundred individual investors. And as we're looking through the data, yeah, there's doctors and there's CPAs and there's lawyers and what we do can serve all of them. But we are seeing a recurring theme. And once we figured this out, it was very invigorating because Dan and I, we see a lot of ourselves in it. And so this is who we serve better than anybody else. This is like the target is business owners, small business owners, medium business owners, entrepreneurs, people who have built something. They've built a business and they've generated good income. And over the life of their career, they've just kept reinvesting back into their business because that's the thing that they know the best. And they know I can generate better returns by putting it back into my business than I ever could in the stock market or crypto or real estate. And so that's what they've done for years. And, and who do you built- trust more than yourself? Exactly. I mean, if you're going to invest in anyone, there's no better uh, steward of your money than, than you. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a great uh, a great philosophy for a certain period of time until you get to a certain point. And then at some point, you just way too concentrated. Exactly. At some point you start to lose sleep at night because you realize, oh my goodness, I have laid a giant golden egg into one single basket. I am the golden goose. If somebody plucks me, what happens? If somebody takes my basket, what happens? And in 2020 with COVID, there was a lot of business owners who really struggled during that period of time. And so one of the things that we realize now is like, oh, that's who we really help. In a lot of cases is people who have these businesses who they... They're doing really well, but now it's time to start putting some of those golden eggs into a different basket. And that's where real estate really comes in. And I've said this before, like this is, this is the, the entirety of my, I would say, personal brand thought leadership platform, which is to generate wealth. It's very simple. Do two things. Build a business, invest in real estate. If you do those two things on a long enough time frame, you will be wealthy. And so... It's been really cool to like have that revelation of like, oh, it's business owners because that's us. Like, we, Dan, tell us tell us about your entrepreneurial journey, like, because this isn't your first endeavor, right? No, no, it's not. And it's interesting with me is because I didn't know I was an entrepreneur um, mm. until I was you know well into the corporate life. I, I was very much of the mindset because of my my upbringing and the, the type of family I was in. And uh, just the environment I was in, the the concept of going to college and, and getting a job was uh, put up on this pedestal uh, because I came from a family of, of artists. Everyone in my mm-hmm. family went to art school. 
And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but most artists don't get really rich. I and mean, most artists, are, you know, they're called starving artists. Unless Banksy. Is Banksy rich? Banksy's doing He might be doing pretty good. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, those are the, the, those are the statistical outliers, right? That, that's not the norm. If you're an artist, you're not in it for the money. You're in it because you're passionate about, uh, you know, building something and creating something, which is great. Um, but at the same time, you know, I grew up in a, a family that was a very modest income. And so, you know, getting out of that kind of scarcity type of uh, – uh, environment was something that was kind of you know promoted for me. Uh, I was really encouraged to go into college and go the corporate route, and so I did that. And I always thought that uh, something other than a salary was risky, right? So I was of that mindset for a long time, and it wasn't until uh, well into my corporate career that a, I had an organic uh, entrepreneurial endeavor kind of just happen. Right? Mm-hmm. I started dating somebody who's very active on social media, and all of a sudden the world had a, a window into what we were doing. <laughs> And at the time, it was fitness. We were working out a lot. We were dieting. We were taking that really seriously. And we were getting you know, really great results because um, we were just obsessed with it, right? If you get obsessed with something, chances are you're going to do pretty good. And so you know, once the world could see what was going on behind the curtains, we started getting questions like, how do you do this? How's that done? And so I just happened to into you know, effectively coaching people. Mm-hmm. And I, for the first time, I saw uh, there was a direct correlation between how hard I worked and how much wealth I could create. And mm-hmm. not even really wealth with that business. It was just, you know, income. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not something I got. But at that time, it probably felt like a lot to you where oh, you're yeah. like, oh, wow. I matched my corporate salary yeah. uh, pretty quickly. And I was like, that was a direct result of exactly how hard I worked. And I could work twice as hard in my corporate job and be in finance. You know, in sales, it's different. But if you're in finance or if you're in marketing or something like that, like you could double your output and you're not going to double your income. Mm-hmm. But if you're an entrepreneur and you double your output, you're probably going to double your income, if not triple or quadruple it. And then I was hooked. And mm-hmm. then shortly thereafter, I found the real estate. Yeah, I told a story about my my first entrepreneurial adventure was a window washing company. But what I haven't really talked about a lot in that context was my buddy had actually already started that company a little bit before. And what really attracted me to it was looking at him and seeing the life that he was already getting to live at that point, where he had the flexibility to make his schedule and do what he wanted during the day. And he had he had this figured out where he was hiring and bringing on rock climbers to go and do all the actual work. And he was just stay at home and handle all the scheduling and the marketing. And I was like, holy crap, he's making good money. He has control over his time. Like that's that's great. But another person and I and I haven't shared this story ever. I think on this podcast, the other person that had a fundamental shift on my way of viewing the world was at the same time, right after I had just moved out of the van, right? Like my fiance had left me. I was living in the van down by, by a river. I was, I hope so. It's not too far from a lake, but it was parked in the back of a climbing gym and I had an electric cable running into the building for power. I would shower in there and they would have 4 a.m. CrossFit classes right outside my, my window. Wonderful. So that was where I was living, but I moved into this house and I only just realized recently within the last couple of weeks, this, that this is what happened is I moved into this house with this guy who owned it and he had no job. He was renting everything out by the room. And we all thought he was a drug dealer because we could not figure out how he had bought this house and like how he could wake up every day, go surfing and then like work on his motorcycles and just live this really crazy, cool lifestyle. And we're just like, how is he affording this? How did he buy a house? And I was like, we just assumed he was a drug dealer, but it wasn't until years later when, well, he might've been, but looking back on it years later, when I was like first getting into real estate, I was thinking about him subconsciously Mm -hmm. and recognizing like, he had created this life of abundance and freedom 
just do this one thing. And so I dove into learning about real estate and that was like the pivotal moment where real estate and business came together. Yeah. And so, but it's interesting when we talk about avatars, when we talk about who is the ideal person that we can serve, it's really us in the, in the sense that the, the majority of our investors, they, they do have some entrepreneurial streak in them. They mm-hmm. do have some business, but not all of them. In fact, I would say a close second is probably medical device salespeople. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of those that that uh, was so consistent. It was almost funny, mm-hmm. right? Because I could almost hear it coming when we had you know initial yeah. conversations with people as they kind of come into our, our network. Um, I, I started to be able to kind of peg it. Yeah, because uh, it's a very consistent narrative come from these guys, and they're, they're all really great. They all have but think about it. Was work but think about it. And they're still they're pretty much entrepreneurs, yeah. Right, and like even sales really is an entrepreneur, exactly. And so this was so exciting for us to kind of nail this down because, like we said before, this is effectively us. And so the question becomes, like you know, if, when you're a business owner, you're trying to figure out you know who your your customer, your client, uh, your 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 you know, your, your avatar is that you're trying to serve. You're always trying to figure out how do I communicate with them? What, what do they want? And when you realize that that person is effectively you, it gets really easy Yeah, because you're like, what do I like? What do I, what I want? want? <laughs> well, that's, that's what we can do for them. So. It's, it's pretty cool. And so this is one of the reasons that I wanted to share this today on this particular episode is because with this in mind, we are going to launch, we're going to host a live event in November alongside our partners at, at DRG, um, which is a Minneapolis based brokerage. So if you're in Minneapolis or if you're want to come to Minneapolis and come join the event, it's going to be focused on business owners and not really just talking about passive investing in real estate, which is great. We love it, but honestly go listen to the podcast or read the book. Um, but it's going to be around other topics too, around asset protection mm-hmm. and inheritance planning and all these topics that, entrepreneurs, business owners of all sizes have to deal with at some point. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And you, you've heard it before. At least I hope you have. If you've listened to our, um, uh, core values podcast, one of the most important things for us is to lead with value. So our goal with these events isn't necessarily to get up on stage and pitch ourselves mm. and, and sell real estate to the world. Our goal is to provide the valuable resource that we wish we had earlier in our entrepreneurial endeavors of, you know, how do you deal with, uh, you know, having a successful business, it sounds like it's, it should be a good thing, but it's also kind of a, a stressful situation. A lot of people don't really start thinking about these types of things till later in life when they're doing estate planning, but you need to, especially if you have a family, you've got to start diversifying so that if something happens to you, if you get hit by a bus, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've got to get yourself uh, diversified out of uh, just your business so that you can be financially sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important. And so this is all about really just trying to provide value for this, uh, this, you know, for us basically give, try to produce the thing that we wish we had access to and provide a ton of value. And if people end up, uh, coming into our, our circle after that, great. If not, if we could just have them uh, be set up better for the future, then we've accomplished our goal mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And I've shared this a lot. I don't know if I've shared it recently, but my, big belief in life is that if everybody could wake up every morning and not worry about where their next meal was coming or how they're going to pay their bills or the the next vacation or the next weekend or anything like that, if they could just wake up every single morning and dedicate their lives to solving the problems that mean the most to them, like we could make a ridiculously cool world. But the problem is most people don't have that ability because they have to go to work that they don't love with people they don't like. They have to save money for a future to be able to enjoy this life that is passing them by. And 
for me, if you're listening to this and any of this is resonating with you, I want to strongly encourage you to do one of two things, or maybe both. Go build a business, invest in real estate. You do those two things and they will give you both the financial security, but also the time security to go and work on the things in life that mean the most to you. Yeah. And take it from me, you do not need to get up and quit your job. We're not one of those people that's saying, uh, get out of your J-O-B, your life stinks. <laughs> like, no, no, we're not trash talking jobs. But our point is that we want to get people diversified. So, you know, I was working a full-time job as a financial analyst. I had a part-time job because I was paying off a lot of student loans and running a side business. You can do that. And if you have kids, cut out that part-time job. But these days... I thought you were going to say cut out the kids. No, don't cut out the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends on the kids. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, uh, it doesn't need to be a binary thing where you're like, okay, I'm going to be an entrepreneur today. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go start a business. Like, no, 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 no. Do it on the weekends and the evenings. Uh, Do something entrepreneurial on the side, if for nothing else, just to diversify your income, right? People think that a, a full-time job is is a secure endeavor, but in reality, you only need to get fired once. You mm-hmm. got a full-time job. If you have just one other revenue stream, whether it's real estate or a side hustle of some kind, you got to get fired twice, right? If you start a business yep. with a lot of different clients, and this is what I realized when I had my coaching business, like I would have to have been fired, you know, effectively 35 to 40 times, right? So it's incredibly more secure if you've got all these different clients, all these different revenue streams, as opposed to just having one job that appears secure. So do yourself a favor, start a business. Even if you're not trying to get rich, just diversify a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to invest in real estate, do that too. If you're listening to this, you might be interested in passive investing, but there's a good chance that you're not. Maybe you want to be like us. You want to be an active investor, in which case that's the business that is both a business and real estate. So it's kind of like a, a twofer. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love a good twofer. I love a good twofer. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to the end. Oh, we gotta recommend books. No, no no books. No, I got a really cool. I got a really cool (laughs) book this week, actually. Um, And this guy, he came under my radar a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. I know you're. And I've just been consuming. I am just such a fanboy, but it's so good. I do believe his content is some of the best Mm -hmm. in the entrepreneurial how to build a business and how to invest better space, which is Alex Hormozzi who you look at him and you'll be like, oh, he looks like a bro. He doesn't look like somebody I want to take advice from on anything investing or entrepreneurial, but the dude is sharp. And the book is 100 million, how to make offers so good people feel stupid saying no. So if you want to build a business, there is some real good gold. That might be the best actionable marketing advice book that I've ever read. And so, yeah, I haven't read it yet and I'm going to have to, because you've brought it up multiple times. Now we're actually doing it officially on the air. Uh, but I will just kind of double down on this guy's content in general. Um, he gets the point, mm-hmm. uh, in everything he puts out, he distills, uh, some, co- some concepts that, you know, if you're going to other people's social media channels or reading their blogs or reading other books, or a lot of people feel like they need to embellish content with fluff to make it seem bigger. You know, he does the opposite, which, which, uh, all the great, uh, people that I really like do very well, which is they take something complex and they distill it down to its most simplest form. So you can take that information and be actionable. And he's a classic, uh, you know, don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. Yeah. I was, like I said before, I was in the fitness industry. So this guy was on my radar because he was in the fitness industry for a long time as well. And, um, I would, I would see him in his thumbnails. I'd see him on social media, just his pictures. And I, I, I formed a, a judgment based on how he looked. And if you, if you look him up, you'll kind of see what you'll I mean. see. I looked at him and I was like, okay, I, I got, I thought I had him pegged. And then I just happened to, uh, have one of his uh, videos on YouTube roll in. Cause I listened to it almost like podcasts and it just started uh, on an autoplay mm-hmm. and I listened to it. I was like, that is 
really good stuff. So he's good. really smart. You can tell he's very well read and he's put himself around a lot of really intelligent people and has accumulated a ton of really valuable knowledge. Yeah. And you know, he's one of those guys who isn't just talking about the thing he's doing the thing he's built a portfolio of businesses that do over a hundred million dollars a year in revenue. And he has, uh, my favorite thing about him is that he has nothing to sell you. Like, yeah, he says that every, every yeah that's his that's his stick and it's a good like, way to start it's a good way know. to start it's like, and it's in it and, but i will say this he is a gym owner and uh, entrepreneur in the gym space and technology but he passively invests as of this year in apartment syndications yeah so there you go if he does it it's good enough for everybody I don't know. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us here at multifamily investing made simple hopefully this is an episode that didn't teach you a lot about real estate investing per se, but maybe it gave you a little bit of insight into how Dan and I and Invictus Capital, how we approach the act of what it is that we actually do and why it matters. And so if you enjoyed this at all, if you took any nuggets of wisdom or just nuggets of stupidity that made you laugh, then do us a favor, go leave a review on iTunes. And also here's my shameless book plug because you can't make it through an episode with an author without getting a book plug. We don't actually have oh, one on the table, man, but that's okay. Amateur hour. So yeah, we'll, we're going to up our, our production value in the future. So go check out passive investing made simple. If anything that we've talked about here today resonates and you're like, I want to learn more about how to do What's this that book about it's about learning how to passively invest. Yeah. Also, yeah. If you're an active investor and you want to raise money from investors, that's also going to be a really cool resource because it's going to give you a lot of scripts and frameworks for how to explain complicated topics in simple ways, which if you're listening to me and Dan, you know, we are just two simple dudes. And if we can do this, then you can too. Basic. basic. We're basic. So that's going to do it for us. We appreciate, we love each and every single one of you. Make sure that you go hit the like button, the subscribe button, the bell, the, all the buttons, just start pushing all the things and we will catch you next week. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.